From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Beginning today, about 1.4 million more Ohioans are eligible to get coronavirus vaccines. Tino Ramos reports. The state will now offer vaccines to those 50 years and up. You also qualify if you have end-stage renal disease or anyone with type 1 or type 2 diabetes. According to Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. 50 to 59 years of age, total population in Ohio is approximately 1.2 million. End-stage renal disease, those under 50, we think is about 25. And type 2 diabetes under 50 is about 172,000. Tino Ramos in Columbus. Visits to Ohioans in assisted living facilities or nursing homes are now considered to be mostly safe in the Buckeye State. Tracy Townsend has more. Now that more than a million people have received the first shot, new guidance is encouraging indoor and in-person visits in nursing homes. That's only if residential communities have at least 70% of the population vaccinated. The visits have to stop if that particular county's positivity rate reaches higher than 10%. I'm Tracy Townsend. The Ohio General Assembly yesterday approved a bill that would limit the powers of the governor and health director to issue orders during a pandemic. Andrew Kinsey has the latest. Senate Bill 22 passed both the House and Senate here in Ohio. Now, the bill wouldn't stop health orders from being issued, but it would allow lawmakers to rescind them after 60 days. Republican lawmakers are in favor of the bill, while Democrats are not. If it's good enough... For New York and Massachusetts and 30-some other states, it's good enough for us, and we should move forward and pass this bill. We can't base public policy on false information when real lives are at stake. For months, COVID-19 cases and deaths spiked, and we've continued to hear people push conspiracy theories and misinformation. We can't and we shouldn't use this to pass laws. The bill now heads to the governor's desk where it's expected to be vetoed. Now, in order to override a veto, the Senate must have 20 votes. The House must have 60. The Senate passed the bill with 25 votes while the House passed it with 57. I'm Andrew Kinsey. With rumors still swirling as to whom might replace Ohio's Rob Portman after he retires from the U.S. Senate, Fox News personality Geraldo Rivera says he's pondering throwing his hat into the ring come 2022. Karina Nova has more. The 77-year-old media veteran and suburban Cleveland resident made his possible intentions public on Twitter in an attempt to gauge interest from citizens. While aligning himself with the Republican Party, Rivera tweeted, from the Great River to the Great Lake, I'll fight for you. Several of his tweets mentioned former President Donald Trump, whom Rivera considers a dear friend, and also featured the hashtag GoBuckeyes. Karina Nova, ONN News. A teenager has been arrested in connection with the shooting death of a man late last night on the west side of Toledo. Tim Miller reports. Toledo police tell us the gang task force was conducting a traffic stop at the mobile gas station when the suspect drove by and opened fire. Officers took off after the 15-year-old and tried to stop them, but they then led police on a chase before ending at Wilson Place into Oakland. The victim, 74-year-old John Troyer, was taken to the hospital where he died. The teen is facing charges including murder and felonious assault on police officers. Tim Miller, WTOL 11. 
The State Medical Board of Ohio announced yesterday it will re-examine 91 cases that could involve sexual impropriety over the past 25 years. More from Yolanda Harris. This announcement comes after the working group reviewing the medical board's handling of the Richard Strauss investigation turned in their findings. Governor Mike DeWine created the group in 2019 to investigate all sexual assault allegations against physicians that were investigated and closed. Strauss sexually assaulted at least 176 male students while working for 20 years in Ohio State's athletic department. He died by suicide in 2005. I'm Yolanda Harris. The Public Utilities Commission of Ohio has voted to expand an audit of First Energy Corporation to include whether customer money was used for a $4.3 million payment to utilities attorney Sam Randazzo shortly before Governor Mike DeWine appointed him as the commission's chairman. Karina Nova has more. The Utilities Commission approved the staff request for the expanded audit without comment yesterday. The ongoing audit on First Energy's three Ohio electric companies is examining a cost recovery mechanism for infrastructure investments. First Energy has said in corporate filings that certain payments were improperly classified, misallocated to its utility companies, or lacked supporting documentation. Karina Nova, ONN News. The pandemic stressed healthcare workers nationwide, but two central Ohio nursing programs are seeing more people applying. Angela Ann reports. Now that more than a million people have received the first shot, new guidance is encouraging indoor and in-person visits in nursing homes. That's only if residential communities have at least 70% of the population vaccinated. The visits have to stop if that particular county's positivity rate reaches higher than 10%. I'm Tracy Townsend. There is concern in Cleveland for a large downtown hotel. Romney Smith has more with Emily Lauer of Destination at Cleveland. The West End Hotel in downtown Cleveland holds nearly 500 hotel rooms. And since most of them have been empty the past year, it's now in danger of being foreclosed upon within days. There's not a final decision on the West End, so they may, they may not close. The hotel is having serious financial struggles, but Lauer says we have 17 other downtown hotels, so the potential drop in hotel capacity shouldn't hinder any spring or summer events. You know, we have more than 20,000 hotel rooms in the region. Romney Smith. 3 News. And legendary Cleveland sportscaster Joe Tate has passed away. Cleveland Browns radio play-by-play man Jim Donovan reports. Nobody was better than the great voice of the Cavaliers, who left us at the age of 83. Joe Tate has passed away. That career coming to the Cavaliers as their broadcaster started in 1970, and it stretched all the way to 2011 when Joe finally stepped away. A Hall of Famer into the Basketball Hall of Fame media wing inducted in in the 2000s. 2010 year. You know, there was a time, ladies and gentlemen, when not every game was on television, but that was okay in Cleveland because all you had to do was go to the radio and listen to Joe Tate put pictures to words and make a game come alive. In his early days, Tate called Ohio University Bobcat games from 1966 through 68. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.